Welcome to Look Happy Podcast. Uh, this is a special podcast, which is me and Sam. It's called the Keep It Simple Sexy Podcast. <laughs> it's a series within a series. Yeah, it's the inception of podcasting. That's what that's what people say about it. People do. I don't say it. No. You don't say it. People, it's, it's other people have labeled it yeah, the yeah. inception of podcasting. Inception of podcasting. Um, it's a Q&A episode. So we're going to answer some pretty popular questions that people asked us. Yeah, no one's actually going to ask us any questions. No. They've already asked us the questions. That's the confusing part of the Inception podcast. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like a, more like a FAQ. Yeah. A frequently asked questions yeah. than a Q&A. Not the magazine. Not, not like the magazine. No. So yeah, we've got a list of questions that are, are top priorities in the sense that they are very popular fitness questions uh, and they've definitely been answered elsewhere. Oh, yeah. But they've not been answered by us. Well, we're not f- they're going to be answered by us. We're not the first people <laughs> that are going to answer it. We're not the first people, but we intend to answer them to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Not as professionals. Well. But maybe as your friends. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, man. What's it. the first question? All right. FAQ1. What sets and reps should I use for training? This is a really popular question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think it generally is popular within your typical big chain gym, yep. right? Where people train by themselves. Globo gym. Globo gym. We'll call it a globo gym. Uh, generally, those kinds of people will do uh, body part split. Yep. In our experience, we found that's probably the most popular style of training. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about sets and rep schemes, we're imagining that people are thinking about their body part split. So they've split their week up into legs day, upper body pressing day, upper body pulling day, or even just into legs, chest, back and arms or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or, or a classic combo like back and, and biceps and yeah. chest and triceps, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're imagining. Um, and the, the best set and rep scheme will depend on your goals, right? Oh yeah. I mean, as a CrossFitter, if I said to you, let's do, I don't know, eight sets of bench press, you probably would tell me that's not really... It's not really what that. Going for. Yeah, that's really not kind of what the goal is. If your goal is CrossFit, in in CrossFit, the goal is to increase your fitness. So, uh, building muscle and and weight loss, uh, subsidiary goals that kind of happen as a byproduct of increasing your fitness. So, uh, while this might apply to CrossFit training, generally it's applying more to your typical gym goer. Yeah. So let's say, for example, I come up to you, Sam, and go. Sam, I want to know what sets and reps I should do for training. All right. And if your goal is to build muscle build and or lose fat, yep. that's pretty normal. All right. Well, there, it turns out there are actually heaps of different ways to combine sets and reps. And there'd be heaps of effective ways to do that in order to build muscle. So long as you diligently and effectively applied them, that would give you the results that you wanted. There's no perfect workout. No. No. But there, there are a bunch of proven set and rep schemes uh, that are very popular in the strength and conditioning world and within bodybuilding circles. Um, and we tend to find that a combination of these various sets and rep schemes is A, the most fun way to train mm-hmm. and B, probably the most effective way to train. That's how I train. Yeah, that's how you train? Yep. Uh, basically, you go lifting heavy for the big compound stuff, less, less reps, and yep. you work your way up as you go through different exercises and you increase the reps. So yep. I guess it's combining higher and lower reps, right? Yep. So if we'll say... Say a high rep kind of yep. scheme would be 
12 to 15. 12 to 15 reps, yep. Yeah, a low rep scheme would be 6 to 8. I'd if, say 6 to 8. Yeah. If your goal is building muscle, if your goal is maximal strength, a low rep scheme is going to mm-hmm. be 1 to 3, mm-hmm. and a higher rep scheme is going to be 3 to 5 or yeah, 5 to f- 8. 5 to 8, yeah. But most of the people that we talk to want to build muscle or lose weight. So we're imagining those rep schemes, 12 to 15 being high, mm-hmm. 8 to 12 being moderate, and then 6 to 8 being low. So basically, you combine... For example, if you do in the workout of chest workout, you do 12 to 15 total sets, a third of them in the lower rep range, six to eight, a third of them in the middle rep range, so eight to 12, and then a third of them in the higher rep range, 12 to 15. Um, And the goal with those is to imagine that you are achieving different goals in the different rep ranges. So in the, the sets of six to eight, you're really thinking about lifting the heaviest weights that you can with mm-hmm. good technique, where the goal is more strength-based. As yep. you move from 6 to 8 to 8 to 12, you start to blend strength and hypertrophy, and then the 12 to 15 is a little bit of hypertrophy and a little bit of strength endurance. That's that fun one. That's that pump one, isn't it? That's right, yeah. yeah so yeah. the focus of those sets is more about just contracting the muscle uh, and thinking about moving the muscles that you're targeting rather than about lifting a particular weight or a heavy weight. Yeah, okay, well, let's give an example uh, of, a, of a workout with the rep schemes. Let's pick chest. Everybody oh, yeah. loves a chest workout. <laughs> Everybody loves a chest workout. You could call it chest workout or you could call it a horizontal push workout. Oh, yeah, there we go. If you wanted to sound <laughs> cool. A little technical. More a little Ian technical. Uh, a classic lift that people start their chest workout with bench press oh yeah bench press mondays bench press mondays all right so we're thinking about bench press you're starting your lift with strength goal uh, your workout with strength goals in mind so you're going to start with three to four sets of six to eight reps yeah so Uh, you're loading up the the weights the the barbell with the heaviest weight you can handle with good technique uh those six to eight reps you could do building so you could start with say 40 kilos Mm -hmm. On the first set, 50 kilos on the next set, 55, and then 60. And you might, your reps might go 8, 8, 7, 6 as the weight gets heavier yep. or something like that. So long as you're staying in the 6 to 8 rep range and you're staying 1 to 2 reps short of failure, mm-hmm. you're probably lifting in the right uh, intensity level. Just quickly, uh, the tempo shouldn't be overly fast. Nope. It should be kind of in the middle. So what I'm trying to say is it shouldn't be incredibly slow. It shouldn't be taking, you know, like 10 seconds per rep, but it also yep. shouldn't be a speed. It shouldn't be a race. The tempo is the, the speed at which you lift the weight, yep. right? So you're kind of imagining in your strength sets, you've got a controlled lowering of the bench press. Mm-hmm. Couple nice seconds. Slow, two seconds, you yeah, say? Yeah, two seconds. Yeah, yeah, about two seconds. And then a little pause and then as fast up as you mm-hmm. can, driving the weight up explosively. And then as soon as you lock out at the top, it's straight back down. That's it. So there's constant tension. Constant tension. So yeah. we finished our f- sets of six to eight. Mm-hmm. We're moving on to the eight to twelve rep range, the bread and butter yep. of your workout. Okay. Basically. So now I've done the bench press. So yep. what? Where? I'm scanning the gym. Where's my next move? <laughs> you're thinking probably you're going to change exercises yep. to something that is not too technical. So it's not going to demand too much in terms of strength, but also not so simple that um, the focus is purely about blood flow in the muscle so yep. we're trying to blend those two together something like a low incline dumbbell press a dumbbell press um or even maybe a machine press would be a good option for this 8 to 12 oh yeah so you're starting out maybe with a set of 12 reps 
and then drop increasing the weight and dropping the weight uh, dropping the reps to no lower than eight yep so same kind of principle with the bench press you're you're trying to hit higher weights but still keeping in with that rep range eight to twelve um and similar uh tempo similar tempo and we're mixing between strength goals and hypertrophy goals in this rep range. You finish that and finally move on to the most simple and least complex exercise of your workout, such as bodyweight dips, push-ups, or maybe even a machine or cable fly. And with this exercise, you're working in the 12 to 15 rep range. So the goal of that is to push as much blood into the muscle as possible and to focus on contracting or squeezing the muscle rather than focus on building strength. You've done your strength at the beginning, you've yep. moved to hypertrophy, and now it's the high yep. rep stuff. Now it's the high rep. It's really simple, uh, and you should enjoy that part too. Oh yeah, it's a fun That part. part's good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now this is just an example of a chest workout. So obviously you can apply this to back and legs, uh, arms, etc. So, you know, just replace the idea with bench with squats, for example. That's right. Yeah, yeah and you might find your body responds differently to other people's mm -hmm. as well. So... Some people really benefit from heavy strength training and really low reps, whereas other people find that it takes a bit of time under tension, higher rep ranges, to actually produce the right contraction in the muscle. Yeah, It's up to you to kind of work it out, but a workout like this might be a good place to start because you get a feel for all three of those rep schemes. Yep. All right, last question on this is if I'm trying to apply these sets and reps to CrossFit training. Absolutely. Um, because like we mentioned at the start, CrossFit goals are not geared towards building muscle or losing fat. They're geared more towards improving fitness. The rep schemes in CrossFit programming are designed to make you stronger or faster in a given workout rather than to build muscle. However, if you'd like to combine your typical CrossFit training, which might involve some lower rep range strength work and then very high strength endurance in the workout, you might think about adding in some of the hypertrophy rep ranges like the 8 to 12 or the 12 to 15 rep range where you're thinking about fatiguing the muscle and increasing blood flow into that area and isolating the, exercise, uh, the muscle with certain exercises, which is something that we don't do in CrossFit training. What that might allow you to do is to challenge your muscle so that you've got a different stimulus being applied and it may in turn help with your CrossFit training by improving your strength and muscular endurance. All right, awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break there and we're going to move on to fact number two when we come back. FAQ number two on our Keep It Simple Sexy series within a series. Within a series, within an Inception series. <laughs> a little Look Happy podcast. The second question that we're going to tackle today uh, is a big one and it's a very popular one. The question is how much protein should I eat? Yeah. Is this something people ask you a lot, Matt? Oh yeah, I think protein is seen as that kind of magical elixir for muscle. Yeah. Like, well, protein builds muscle. So That's right, I have to yeah. eat as much protein as I possibly can. How much of it should I eat? Yeah. Um, when we're talking about protein, we're talking about one of the four macronutrients, mm -hmm. right? So you've got your carbohydrates, protein, fat, and fiber, mm -hmm. or alcohol. Alcohol, some five. Sometimes, sometimes people say four, five, or three. Most people <laughs> are really only thinking about their carbs, proteins, and fats. And fats. Usually thinking In about terms the of body tree. composition goals, they're the yeah. ones that people focus on. Yep. Uh, protein, in terms of food, 
we're thinking about healthy lean protein sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got your red meats. Yep. White meats. Yep. Dairy. Uh, and for the vegetarians or vegans, there's soy and whole grains as well. And that's yep. where people are getting their protein sources from. Um, what do you tend to see is the industry standard in terms of protein recommendations? Yeah. I, I find people are uh, often under-consuming protein. Yeah. Seems to be the it's, case. It's higher carbs, higher fats. And lower protein. Lower proteins, yeah. Yeah. And people's bodies respond differently, as we've always said, but um, increasing your protein intake has the benefit of making sure that you have sufficient nutrients in your body mm-hmm. so that you can build muscle and lose weight. Yep. Your body doesn't store excess protein to some extent, so generally excess protein is excreted by the body. Uh, the general guidelines in Australia seem to be pretty low, so they're looking at 0.74 grams per pound of body weight for the average male. Uh, sorry, 0.74 grams per pound... Ah, per kilo. Per kilo of body yeah, weight. Yeah, so actually it's a lot less than you thought. So it's, it's point, uh, point, uh, eight four. Eight four grams of protein per kilo of body weight. For kilo. men. That's for men. And women tend to be slightly lower in their protein requirements. It's about 0.74 grams per... Uh, per body a kilo of body weight um the thing is though like i know if i was eating that much that little protein and training as even as much as we do yeah i just in my head i just don't think that's enough well yeah i mean if you're a 75 kilo individual and your recommendation based off these numbers is 63 grams of protein you're going to hit that having eggs in the morning yeah, and ch- a bit chicken. of chicken in your sandwich for lunch yeah i mean if you're a, a chicken breast is what 30 grams right. of protein um, and you know, not everybody wants to look like the average person. No, I think everyone so maybe wants to average <laughs> practice is something that you should avoid. Yeah, well, uh, in what? that sense. But um, it seems to be that these guidelines are contrary to what is popular in strength and conditioning and bodybuilding circles as yeah, well. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you if you go to the gym and find a successful bodybuilder or um, you know fitness competitor, you might find that they tend to typically in taking a fair bit more protein than that yep uh, and you you'd often find 1.5 to 3 grams per kilo of body weight uh, that's not you know a outlandish number no not so even your 75 kilo male goes from you know 63 grams to between 112 and 225 grams of protein a day yep so it's like two chicken breasts to four or seven yeah chicken breast that's a lot more protein right I know when we started training a lot more it was kind of like you have your eggs in the morning you have yeah. your chicken breast, breast twice a day you have your red meat and yeah. you might have some you know, another tuna or something like that yeah. a source of protein it really Absolutely. was protein day I think I probably went the other way too much I probably ended up taking in too much protein too much protein yeah 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 you can tell you kind of know when you're probably your body's battling with the protein definitely you do people are going to hear it and smell it yeah <laughs> and that's as simple yeah. as that yeah. yeah you don't need too much protein and there's big misconception that increased protein means increased muscle mass it's a bit of a bell curve i think yeah it's it, like there's a certain point where you, you need to have enough protein to building muscle um and after that it really doesn't it doesn't it's not, help it's not essential it's not optimal to have that no. much protein so i guess if you're not hitting the daily requirements by the government so far we start with at least the, the bare minimum that. of yeah. if that's the case then you you probably only eat carbs and fats you probably just eat pasta and Which oil. Which is probably why you're feeling lethargic and you don't want to train <laughs> and you're not building yeah. as much muscle, but yeah. Yeah. So 
so you should probably start there. From there, you could try and increase it to 1 to 1.5 mm. grams per kilo of body weight. So that's a pretty reasonable, like we're looking at our 75 kilo male uh, and we're looking at him having 112 maybe to up to 200 grams of protein. Mm. I think in that 112 or 110 to 150 grams of protein for a 75 kilo guy, that's not that's not that much. No. That's pretty, very, like in terms of dieting, it's very achievable. And in terms of health, it's unlikely that you're going to have any adverse effects. Now, let's say, for example, I am this 75 kilo man and I, I work a full-time job and, and how do I get more protein in my, di- in my diet? Yeah, that's a really popular question. Yeah. Um, I think one of the best things to do is start your day with a bit of protein. Oh, yeah. Get it out of the way early. Yep. A lot of people have cereal for breakfast. Which is bizarre. Get rid of it. Get rid of the cereal. Just stop yep, that. Don't do the like, cereal. Don't do the cereal. Maybe like if you love your cereal, try something like oats. You could put some protein powder yep. in your oats. That's a classic, a classic meal that allows you to get 30 grams of protein in there. Um, or just switch to eggs. Yeah. Eggs is the best way to start your day, sure. And it's with a full meal. Why is it a weekend food? I don't get it. Why is uh, it full food? Save it for the weekend. Have it. the weekend every have it, day. Yeah, have it every Monday. Have it all the time. Let's say, though, oh, I really don't have much time to cook the eggs. I really don't have much time to make this kind of protein. And let's say, for some whatever reason, I don't have time to cook food before, the night before. You're just not going to achieve your goals with that attitude, mate. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, let's just say uh, I don't like eating microwave heated up food or whatever the next morning or cold food. I don't have time to make my eggs or whatever. Uh, you know, I like leftovers. Hmm? Try leftovers. Do you know what I always solve this problem with? I say make a smoothie. Make with a smoothie. So easy. Banana, protein, oats, yeah. uh, uh, you know, berries, stuff like that. Because yeah. you're you're eating as much calories as you should. Try a smoothie. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to ask the question: What type of protein should they have? Yeah. Well, so if you're talking, that's to a, that's probably another FAQ in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but if you eat dairy, try whey protein, yep. and your test for Whatever you buy, whatever food it is, should always be whether or not you know exactly the ingredients that are in your protein. Yes. So if there's something on the label and you don't know what it is, if you don't know what 417 is, <laughs> yeah. then don't eat it. Yeah. Or if it's some foreign Latin word, probably you shouldn't eat it either. Um, if it has more than five syllables, yeah. you shouldn't. <laughs> don't have that like in your a made-up word. Just, just get a really simple protein. That's why I like vegan proteins. Yeah, vegan proteins tend to not have any added fillers no. or unnecessary things. You just need protein. Just the protein. You don't need the numbers. No, you don't. They're not going to help you. That'll at least keep you healthy. <laughs> They're not going to help you. So if you, yeah, just search for a simple way or if you're not into dairy, try a vegan protein like a hemp protein, yep. a brown rice protein, a pea protein, or one that combines them all. Mm. I find they, they taste, taste the best. Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay, so I have my meal. I'm waking up. I'm having You've got your protein. breakfast. You're set. Yep. You've had some protein awesome. in the morning. That's going to make you feel so much more full. Oh, yeah. You're feeling great. Some fiber, why not? You're feeling good. You get to lunch. You usually have peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, this is not a good, this is not a good start. It's not really a good start. You don't really want <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches for lunch. Why don't you try a leaf-based salad, mm-hmm. so some kind of spinach and lettuce with a lean protein that you cooked the night before. You had chicken, you had a barbecue the night before. Took you some fish. Some fish. Some fish. Whatever it is. Yep. Whatever it is, some kind of lean protein with a salad. Find a carbohydrate source. If you really like bread, I love bread. Just have a good quality bread. Yeah. A salad. A darker dough, bread. A darker and put bread. some meat yeah. on there. Um the other thing is there's no there's nothing wrong with making it taste nice. Like you can add a little bit of sauce, not a lot of sauce. You can yeah. add some balsamic vinegar, some oils, it's fine. Avocado. 
Um, so it's good. So now we're up to already up to what the next meal. Yeah. Before dinner One more or whatever. Thing with the the serving size. You can generally oh, yeah. estimate your fist. So a male size fist would be the right amount of protein mm-hmm. for you to take in. So if you are doing one fist per meal and you've got that across four meals a day, yeah, then you're probably going to be hitting your protein intake. So if you're really, really lost, you don't want to weigh your food, you don't want to use an app like MyFitnessPal, just start with a fist full of protein like chicken and you'll be generally getting in between 15 and 30 grams of protein. Well, even using that as an example, if I had just, if the four meals I had had a fist of chicken for each of the meals, it's roughly 20 to yeah, 15, 30, 20 grams of protein. You're sorted. Is, you're sorted. You're hitting... You've got through lunch. Yeah. Maybe in the afternoon you have a little a snack. Mm-hmm. If some great snacks would be A, a protein shake, another smoothie. B, yogurt with some kind of nuts. Yeah. Such a popular snack and so healthy. Uh, what's your favorite snack? Protein? Uh, protein? Tuna. Tuna, yeah. Tuna. I tend not tuna to salad. snack anyway. Like, so yeah. if I'm going to have another meal in between lunch and dinner, which I always do, I, it's I a meal. meal. Yeah. It's another meal. Uh, it's a sandwich or a salad or something healthy. Yeah. I, I, I'm very high fat, high protein, low carbs. So I'll have a little burger. Yeah. You know, like with no, no bread. You yeah. know, it's tasty. Um, yeah. And then obviously dinner, same thing. Just mm-hmm. find a meat sauce, find a protein sauce, eggs, if you really want to have eggs. Yeah. Just keep it simple. It, it's really... It really needs to be quite simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't don't cut all your carbs. You don't need to. No. You you can just by increasing your protein, change how you feel and, and change your body composition, especially if you've been really deficient in it. All right. Um, also, the whole protein thing depends on your goals. Right. So let's talk about... Another common uh, question is how can I... Build muscle, lose fat. Those are the, those seem to be the, the most popular questions. I think we pretty much covered building muscle. Yep. So why don't we talk a bit about losing, losing fat. fat? Yeah. What's your experience with protein intake and, and fat loss? More protein, easier to lose fat. Yeah. Yeah. So it's helps. Yeah. I mean, the higher the fa- higher fat, higher protein, lower carbs. Yeah. Is basically the simplest way. Yeah, it, you don't want to cut your carbohydrates, but I think choosing good carbohydrate sources oh, yeah. makes a big difference. So if your carbs are mostly coming from vegetables rather than grains. That's where my carbs come from. Then you're going to find that your body composition will will benefit from that. Yep. Certainly. Um, protein makes you feel fuller. So, yep. the, so if you eat a little bit more protein in your diet, you might find that you require less calories from sources like carbohydrate. Yep. You're craving those less. Uh, also, what's good is you're trying to cut down the fat. Eating more protein helps you maintain the yep. muscle that you have. You're not going to break down your muscle. Yep. So you're not going to look stringy. You're not going to look unwell. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, uh, these these kind of recommendations apply to women too. Like women should want to build muscle, yes. but often their goal is to to lose fat. So increasing their protein intake will certainly help with that. Yeah. Uh, and for women, you're kind of looking maybe on the slightly lower end of the spectrum. So the guidelines are 0.74 grams per kilo of body weight. You could even try one gram per kilo of body weight. I think that'd be a great place to start. Yeah. That'd it's be a great place to start. Two meals, two to three meals of, of, of protein. protein. That's not very much. Like nope. a, yeah, maybe two chicken breasts during the day yeah. in a couple of different meals. That would work really well. Yep. All right. On to part three. And we're back with part three or fact three. Uh, fact three. Fact, fact. Frequently asked question number three. Um, this is, a, yeah. this is not so much a frequently asked question as it is a, a bit of a tip. 
that yep. we think would solve a lot of the frequently asked questions that yep. we that we get. Uh, it's how to kick that self-judgment. So when you wake up and you look in the mirror and you go, I'm not this, I don't have this, I need to be leaner, I'm more muscular, oh, why do I look like that? Um, and it's a process that if you get a handle on, all your other goals kind of shift and, and you become healthier and, and you know, better mind. So first one is when you wake up, you're probably going to see yourself in the mirror because you're having a shower or cleaning yeah. teeth or whatever. Yeah. Instead of looking at the negative, pick three things that you like about yourself, like yeah. about your body. Go, you know what? I, I like that I have this and I wish, you know, I'm, I'm glad I have this and this is blah, 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 blah. That positive thinking straight out for your body is going to help you for the rest of the day. Yeah, I think practicing gratefulness or yeah. or thoughtfulness or mindfulness is something that's becoming more and more popular mm-hmm. and it should permeate uh, the way you think about your own body as well. Yeah. So picking three things that you like uh, is a good positive way to start if you're already actively thinking about your body. Yep. Just override whatever thoughts you have with three things that you like about your body. Yeah. One could just be that you have one. Yeah. <laughs> just be grateful that Ab- you have one. And it, fi- it works. And it does stuff. I think I wake up every day and I go, uh, you know, I, I have a functional, a functioning body. Yeah. The fact that it works is, is something really good. Uh, and, you know, the fact that if you are engaging in a training program, the fact that you're doing that, your body's allowing you to do that is something you should be grateful for. Oh, yeah. If you're not, then you should, you know, realize that your body does have the capacity and the potential to do amazing things. Yeah. And you don't want to squander that. No way. Uh, number two is... If you don't want to go for the whole positive outlook, yeah. three things, just take a neutral response yeah. to your body. Don't evaluate yourself so much physically. At all. Yeah. This yeah. is something that I find really works for me. I just, I just don't try not to think about it. No. Uh, or, or I look at it in a really objective sense. Like you just see it as it is. Yep. It's, it's a body and, and it's there for doing things. It has a certain function and that's, yeah. Yeah. And essentially that, that's a way to take yourself out of the mindset of constant evaluation as well where you're always looking for positives and negatives it means that you're not going to be so tied to a certain day or a certain look you just be neutral about it all and it won't affect you straight away for the rest of the day yeah uh three set performance goals not aesthetics goals you know if if i look in the mirror and wake up and go i I want my chest to be bigger my arms to be bigger you know you're chasing that you're chasing that it's endless yeah it's It's endless endless. so if you set a performance goals like crossfitters do you can hit those targets and then yeah. you get you, you get to the gym more and you're in the community more and, you, and you're hitting those performance goals and you feel better about yourself. Yeah. And I think there's a different sense of pride that you get from looking at your body and knowing that you can deadlift 100 kilos yeah. than there is from looking at your body and knowing that your arms are big. Because your arms are big now. Yeah. But they might not be big in the next few weeks or you might have low body fat now but you're not going to have that forever. No. You know, the strength that you build or the flexibility that you build or the fitness that you build, that stays with you for life. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, you should, you can be proud of a little bit more readily. Absolutely. Also think it's not just about this 10 year period of you being youthful. Right. You're not, you you know, it's not about just having this amazing body for 10 years. Think about the rest of your life. If you live to 80, that's 70 years of your life, you know, know, 50 years of your life or whatever, that you need to be active. You need to be flexible. You need to be strong in other ways, not just really big and ripped yeah so think I think about setting performance goals is a really easy way to overcome uh, beating yourself down yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely alright number four keep a stable routine so it gives you control confidence a process um, 
the, the better you are at waking up and having that good positive routine of, of going, I'm going to have my cup of coffee, my shower, my, yeah. my three things I like about myself, yeah. I'm going to read my book or whatever. It just gives you a good start that you're in control of your day and you yeah. go out there and you have a good mindset with everything. Yeah. All of a sudden, the day is less subject to certain turns of events. Yeah. You might not have slept well, but that's okay because you can just get through your morning routine. Morning or, routine, yeah. You know, you might be having a bad time in a relationship, but you still can feel okay about yourself because you know what you have to do the first thing in the morning yeah we talk about it a bit on episode one so if you want to have a look back at that we talk about our, our morning, our morning routines yeah uh number five be more active it's yes. it's you know surround yourself with with positive active people get outside more and, and just play more the more yeah. you play the more i know the more i play the more active i am the more i hang out with you guys um and the more i'm outside and you guys have a positive sort of outlook the yeah. better i feel the less body focused you oh, become yeah. You're not obsessed. You're not sitting in your room like, oh, this is what I look like. Got to make sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. But doing things with other people, being around other people, working out with other people, mm-hmm. it, it stops you from constantly analyzing how you look. Yep. And encourages you to just think about what you do and be present in the moment. Yep. I hope you enjoyed those five tips. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.